Welcome to the Post Victory Formation Podcast. Tune in every week to hear Mike and Kyle's thoughts about the news around the league. Welcome to this week's episode of the Post Victory Formation Podcast. We apologize again for another week delay. Our co-host decided to pop a hole in his lung, and now he also is sick. But there was too much exciting news that happened this week. So he is joining us again this week while he's half dead. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, see? He just (laughs) wanted to do it for everybody. The topic that I want to talk about first to get, you know, Kyle's half-dead thoughts on is... We had a huge bomb drop in the NFL that we didn't think was going to happen other than the wizard Kyle, who has been talking about it this whole year. Whenever I ask him a question about Bill Belichick, he has foreseen the future and his answers have been right. Kyle, Bill Belichick got told yesterday that he will not be, this is rumored, but I mean, everywhere is talked about it. And Bill Belichick did not, or didn't deny it, just kind of said nothing uh, in the press conferences, but it looks like it's going to be true. Bill Belichick will not be on the Patriots next year. Is he going to continue? So he sets the break or the, the win record uh, and beats Don Shula, or is he going to retire? Now he'll be back next year to the chargers. That's I that's what I keep saying is he's gonna end up at the Chargers. So I think I think we're gonna speak that one into existence. Well we're gonna drink to that one because if he goes to the Chargers, Justin Herbert is there. I mean Keenan Allen's there, Mike uh Williams is there, Austin Eckler's there, Joey Bosa, and not I mean with Joey Bosa being there, you know, Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James, if anybody remembers, but Bill Belichick in his previous life was a defensive coach, uh, has a huge defensive mindset. Um, well, even team, now, the defense is still really good for the Patriots, yeah. despite their lack of wins. They, You know, teams have barely scored any points on him, and I think that he will be able to take that defense – Make it, oh God, I don't even want, I mean, if he goes there, charges the Super Bowl next year, put the money on it, because he also has such a great offense to work with, and I think that's the one thing the Chargers are lacking, is a uh, a good head coach, and I think the Chargers would also do pretty much like a mutiny against their head coach now, Staley, if this opportunity was even rumored to be of him coming there. Yeah, one one thing that I'll be curious to see is because I I am thoroughly convinced that he's going to go to the Chargers, but he's kind of had this hybrid role of being the general manager in New England, and his his roster allocation and how he's built this roster. Mike, this roster sucks. Terrible in, in New England, and. I think the only caveat to him getting hired wherever is, hey, he's got to be the coach, you know, the general manager. He'll he'll take Bill's advice on what type of player Bill would like to see, but when it comes to the final decision, it needs to come from the general manager, because we've seen the the talent pool degrade in New England the past few years, 
since Brady left. And honestly, before that, Mike, their rosters were never the greatest. They It was, you know, the Patriot way. We draft guys for a system. You see these players go to other teams and they don't pan out. I would really be, if I was an owner, I would love to have Bill Belichick the coach. And I would hate to have Bill Belichick the general manager. So if you can have that separation between church and state where Belichick's mainly, he's going to be the coach and he'll have like a um, 25% say in, in, in who they draft I think you take that deal on now if he wants if he wants the exclusivity of hey these are my draft picks I'm I'm choosing my guys and I'm also coaching I don't know if that's something that I'd be willing to take on as an NFL owner no yeah I agree because also I mean the Chargers I mean do a good job of getting people because well look at the roster they have now Exactly. They're all, they've so, always they've always had the talent. It's just having the coaching and get them across the finish line's been their problem. Yeah, and this might be the perfect opportunity. And plus, I think he needs like thirty more wins or twenty some more wins to beat Don Shula's record because uh, Bill Belichick already holds the playoff record. So. I think he wants to go down in history as the greatest coach, and if he can go to the Chargers, I think he will definitely continue that reign because uh, we talked about it before, but the Pittsburgh Steelers may even could potentially have a longer rebuild period than the Panthers because they have traded away all assets. What do the pit, What do the Steelers have to do with this? Or not the Steelers? I'm sorry, the Patriots. Wow, well, because they have traded away all assets. My bad. I was gonna say. A little but, rough in the head. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. I don't see Bill going to a team where it's going to be a long-term rebuild like the Panthers. It's going to be a team that's almost plug-and-play, that's just underachieving with their current current coaching staff. I mean, honestly, Mike, they could run this thing back. I don't. It's a possibility because I know Belichick's loyal to his guys. We've seen him bring on flunky head coaches that used to coach underneath him, bring them back into his. Uh, onto his coaching staff. Could you see a a Bill Belichick led LA Chargers with Josh McDaniels as OC? Well that's a or, random ass question that I did think not Mc, think I'd get asked. Or do you think McDaniels is, is completely baked as a as any level NFL coach? Uh, no, I could see him coming back because didn't the Patriots being Brack I don't know why I said Pittsburgh because that's irritating the hell out of me. But do you think the Patriots, because they brought back Matt Patricia, didn't they, after the They Lions? did, yes. He was their offensive coordinator okay. after being their defensive coordinator beforehand. So there we are. And they still made stuff work after that. Um, they, they did. They really didn't. That was I, awful. And they had Tom Brady for like one or two more years? No, they no, they brought Patricia back after Brady was already gone. Oh, okay. Okay, Mac yeah. Jones then era. yes, awful. Um I could maybe see him do it, but not bringing back a DC as an OC for sure. I would hope not. And then I uh, kind of on the D, you know, DC OC talk, let's roll out a Bill Belichick a little bit and then you brought up the Panthers, well we brought up the Panthers. Um having a coaching, you know, opening. 
And then we talked about the Lions OC. What the Lions have been doing lately, did that bring down the, the, the capital of their OC or no? That's, you know, that's hard to say because there were, Ben Johnson has been a hot name, but he's had some problems. If you watch the Lions every week, prior to the bye week, the Lions were one of the worst teams when it came to red zone efficiency. Now, since then, it's kind of been weird because they flip-flopped where they were the best. They've, they've been pretty average, in, but now they're top five in red zone efficiency. So when they get to the red zone, they score touchdowns, but it's it's been getting to the red zone's been the problem. Um, no, I think the Ben Johnson stock is still, still relatively there. high. Now, if they flame out going into the playoffs and then get bombed in the first round, then yeah, I could I could see Ben Johnson losing a little bit of that allure. And kind of making the Panthers the best fit because they want somebody with that's quality and has good, you know, no, whatever, but not he won't go there. No? He's no? not going to go there. Mike, we talked about this in previous episodes where David Tepper is a maniac and he wants instant results. And I think if you're any coach worth his salt, any coach that has a lot of runway in the NFL, you're not going to be taking the Panthers head coaching job. You're the guys that are going to be in the running for the Panthers head coaching job for the head coaching job are OCs and DCs and stuff are guys that maybe they were head coaches at one time failed out. And now they're looking for their last paycheck. Like a lovey Smith. Exactly. Something along those lines. I mean, the Carolina situation is terrible. They, they traded away you know, their pick to the Bears. The roster, Moore. the rosters in shambles. I mean, Mike, what if I'm Ben Johnson or any, you know, hot name to be a potential head coach, Carolina would be the last place I wa- I'd want to go. That's just that situation has been so toxic, so unstable. Matt Rule came in there and rule he's a program builder and he built up programs in college i've talked about this and he he was not given he was not given the time that he needed by ownership frank wright comes in gets Shits seven bad. gets seven games is canned steve wilkes last year brought some stability to the roster and and had those guys playing decent ball after rule was fired he gets canned i mean mike it's just there's nothing good about that situation so could you see him going to the patriots if bill belichick departs from there because to have robert Kraft as your backing i think would be a pretty good situation uh, no oh, you love this I now see... i see him wanting to go to a team, you know, I could see him going to the Raiders. If wow. uh, if Antonio Pierce doesn't retain that job, I could see I like that. that take. I think I like there. That. I think that he's going to want a team that's got some juice offensively and has some pieces. So, yeah, Patriots. That's a complete rebuild. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be the guy there next year. Now. 
if uh, one situation I could see Ben Johnson going to the Patriots is if if they assure him that they're going to take Drake May or Caleb Williams as their number one pick. Because it looks I, like I'd, they are I'd, tanking for Caleb. I'd say there's a chance. Well, yeah, but now even even now Caleb Williams has dropped dropped some. His draft stock has has dropped on a few boards, and Drake May out of North Carolina is uh, or the Heisman winner um, out of LSU. No, Jalen Daniels. No, he's no. Just no, 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 no. He'll be like a third rounder. But um, I'm holding you to that, and I love that. Okay, go ahead. Speaking of that, so you brought in the quarterbacks. I want to talk about a little bit of the MVP race. Um, Some of our good fans that listen, Jesus and Rosa, they said, we don't, you know, the Cowboys talk. Well, I was like, you know what? Because I hate the Cowboys just as much as, you know, half of America other than Texas people. Um, Dak Prescott is now leading the MVP race. Do you see him holding that spot? And the only reason I'm going to also ask you that is because I love your thoughts on probably Cam Newton, but Cam Newton came off in his podcast, uh, the fourth and one, and said that Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Tua, and Dak Dak Prescott are only game managers, and they are not difference makers. I, I think will, if you're a game I, manager, you're a difference maker already. Brock Purdy, he's a game manager. Jared Goff, he's a game manager. Dak has been playing well. I'm going to put Dak, Dak one step above game manager. Do I think he's elite? No. I think two. I think Tua is elite. That being said. The roster that the Cowboys have right now, Dak doesn't have to be elite. He's got a run game he can lean on. The defense is stout as always. And honestly, with the way the Eagles have been playing these past couple weeks, Mike, I could see I could see Dak bringing these guys back, winning the NFC East. And I think if they win the NFC East and they make it to the NFC Championship, yeah, I think, I think Dak's your MVP. He's... He has done nothing to handicap that team, and he's been he's been solid throughout the year. You know, we saw Brock Purdy have that stretch during their three game losing streak where he turned into a bit of a turnover machine. We haven't seen Dak have that kind of a breakdown, even in the games that they've lost. I mean, they've had other they've had other systemic failures, not necessarily, you know, Dak Prescott's fault. So yeah, I. I don't hate it. I can't. There's not many other players in the league right now that I would put above Dak Prescott as far as uh, MVP voting. Now, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys are stout. I hope they don't go that far because I'd like, you know, our teams to. But they do have an extremely stout defense. And Dak Prescott, I would say out of every other year this year, he has not had wild games because i mean you can look back from a while some games he would have the like those four pick games or three pick games and totally turn you know totally turn around whole mentality crashes and then you have everybody going against him and i mean 
That'd be a lot to take on as a person. Right. Remember the Cooper Rush controversy when he balled out for a few games? They wanted him over Dak. So, and this year you haven't had that. But now the MVP, since uh, that's voted upon a board, I forgot how many people it was. You probably know because you know the shit. But um, everybody's been getting scrutinized about it always being a quarterback. And the last person was a wide receiver. I forgot. Or it was Adrian Peterson or something like that. Yep, it was Adrian. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Tyreek Hill, even with his injury, still did well last week. He was out majority of the game. Could you see all the scrutiny that the MVP race is getting all being quarterbacks? I mean, for instance, it's Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. These are all the odds going down to plus 4,000. These are your MVP favorites. Is Dak Prescott at plus 150, Brock Purdy at what, plus 175, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, and then Chris, Christian McCaffrey at plus 4,000. Tyreek Hill's at plus 1,600. Could you see him getting it? Because it's gone down substantially. And I actually think after Monday's game, it's down to plus 1,000. Yeah, when um, Adrian Peterson got it, it was the year that he rushed for over 2,000 yards. I think if Tyreek... If Tyreek is able to eclipse 2,000, which he seems well on his way to doing that, if he eclipses 2,000 and the Dolphins have a a nice playoff run, I wouldn't have any issue with uh, him winning MVP. I mean, that's a remarkable feat. And, you know, it's one thing to put up those stats. Like when Calvin Johnson got close to 2,000 yards with the Lions, they never, they, they didn't do anything. It was just more of an individual stat. And, you know, it's called most valuable player, not most explosive player. So to me, if Tyreek is on a team that makes a deep playoff run and he hits that 2000 yard mark, then yeah, I, I think it's warranted. Now what's tough is all of these skill position players like wide receiver, you can argue running back in some sense, but they're a lot of times they're quarterback reliant. Now running back, yeah, coming straight out of the backfield no, you're not quarterback reliant, but if you're if you're taking screen passes or if you're if you're becoming the more modern NFL running back where you're you're lining up outside at, at times, you're quarterback dependent. So I think that's why you see quarterbacks win the MVP more often than not. But if you're a skill position player and you do something remarkable, aka, you know, Adrian Peterson going for two thousand yards, and the and the Vikings had a if I recall correctly, the Vikings won a couple playoff games that year. Um, yeah, they yeah, went to Ty- the playoffs. Yep. They went to, yeah. I think if Tyreek does that, they pop off a couple playoff wins, give them the MVP because 2,000 yards wide receiving, or I'm sorry, 2,000 yards receiving is it's disgusting. That's a pretty remarkable feat, especially in a 16 or a 17 game schedule. So, I mean, that's over. That's over a hundred yards a game. I mean, that's 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 a pretty big deal. I mean, I'd give I'd give it to him, but it's got to be caveat. Like, you can't be one and done in the playoffs. You gotta you gotta have a a sustained playoff run. You've got to be putting up those numbers in the playoff. You can't cool off. 
do those things, I would I'd give Tyreek the MVP. And and here's the fact the that his numbers, the... I think the fact that his numbers are coming down in Vegas, like he his odds are becoming better that he could get MVP. I think people are valuing that because they see that this isn't just you know Tyreek trying to inflate his numbers or getting garbage time yardage. He's you know that team's that team's a force and it's an offensive wagon. So if they can, you know, they're seeing that and they see that this team could have what it takes to make it in the long haul, then yeah, I think I think Tyreek's got a real shot at it. I mean, to have him get injured and try so hard, go back to locker room, walk it off, see him jogging back on the field, not come in, like play. Like, I don't want to say he wants the MVP. I doubt that's the thing that's in his head right now. It's Super Bowl, and he is doing everything for that team that he can. And it's just remarkable on how... I mean, you saw when he when he messed up his hand, you know, uh, it was a couple games ago where his biggest concern was playing Fortnite. Yeah, because he's think... like, I will do everything <clears throat> that I can to catch this ball. I think it can be both. Because he said at the beginning of the year that he wanted to be he wanted to go over 2000 yards. So, I mean, obviously, he set that goal for himself. And that goal's no good if your team sucks. So he can be motivated for multiple reasons. Mike, I don't think it's just, it's just team. I mean, if, if he wasn't motivated, he never would have put that 2000 yard goal out there to the public. You know, we know in this world we live in, everyone takes receipts. So he's, he's, he's trying to, you know, walk the talk. And so far he's done a pretty good job at it. Well, the sayings you're coming up with is just really, we love it. Bill taking receipts. Now, one thing about the playoff picture or not the playoff pitcher, the MVP race is that everybody in the MVP race is also in the playoff picture. That's how Kyle. it should be. And I agree. And I want to kind of get into the playoff picture a little bit, just because we finally had a team clinch it. And we have two that are not part of it anymore. The 49ers have clinched a playoff spot. And we also have the Carolina Panthers and the new England Patriots are eliminated. Your NFC playoff pitcher is the Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, Vikings, and Packers. <clears throat> the Cowboys with a win can clinch an NFC spot. And also the Lions with a win and a Packers loss. I'm almost positive that clinches them a playoff spot. Now, then we go over to the AFC. If the Ravens win, they clinch one. If the Miami Dolphins win, they clinch one. Kyle, my biggest question to you is with that, because the NFC is kind of laying itself out oddly weird. I, I, they're, they're, it's really coming down. I mean, with, I mean, I know you got the Packers and the Vikings kind of bouncing around with the Rams a little bit. But other than that, my biggest thing is with the AFC and the Chiefs, Kyle. I know they're first in the AFC West, but do you think they're going to be able to do anything once they get into the playoffs? Because no. the Broncos are coming up behind them at seven and six, while the Chiefs are eight and five. The Broncos are a fucking steamroller of a team right now. Playing the Lions at home week 15, I think it's this uh, yep. Saturday. Saturday. Yep, play? Saturday night. Um, Broncos are steamrolling. This could be 
a wild. I think this is going to be a wild game. And any way you look at it, Broncos versus Lions at home. Do you think the Chiefs are going to be able to succeed, or is there a chance that the Broncos come up with Sean Payton and knock them down a little bit because the Jaguars are right there and the Browns are right there? There's a good chance. Do you see this happening? I think regardless of what happens, you're going to see the Chiefs for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. You're going to see them playing a road playoff game. Whether or not they clinch the uh, AFC West or not, I'm not, I don't think the I don't think the Chiefs are going to do anything. That they that have no off- wide receivers. Yeah, that offense is broken, and I mean I love Patrick Mahomes. He can be on my team any day of the week, but he just has no help. And you know Kelsey. A lot of people think that this might be Kelsey's last year, but again, Kelsey. It is the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey show on offense. Isaiah Pacheco has been out. He should be back this week. But it's just, Mike, there is nobody on that offense that would be a starter on any other NFL squad right now. I mean, their offense is pathetic. Literally other than Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. And I think if Pat Mahomes were to stay, part of the thing would be like, well, he's saying um, I need it's... some fuck. Well, I know, but he, he needs some fucking help. Like, can yeah. you draft me a first rounder wide receiver, please, so that I can take a little bit off me? Yeah, I agree. Because they have they have all of the other, you know, tools in the tools in the cabinet to be successful. I mean, that defense is stout. I mean, Kansas City is, you know, we think of that in years past, you think of them as this offensive team that can put up a ton of points. Their defense this year has been one of the best in the league. And it's kind of been a mentality shift for, you know, the Chiefs. But if you're a team playing the Chiefs and you put up 24 points, there's a good chance you're going to win. I mean, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are lucky to break 20 anymore. It's it's remarkable how bad that they've been. So I don't know if the Broncos are going to have enough to pass them and take the AFC West. But I think regardless, you're going to see the Chiefs have to go on the road at some point in the playoffs. And it's just they're not going to have what it takes to uh, get across the finish line. So, Kyle, I love the take. I want to. What do you think? What what are your thoughts? Me? Do you think the Chiefs can do anything in the playoffs or no? I mean, I know Andy Reid is a witch and he always seems to find his way to the Super Bowl. I think. They'll win their first game if they make it. They'll win their first game in the playoffs. Because <laughs> you said it, he is a witch. Well, you let's... get a double cheeseburger in that man, and it is gone. But they don't have the offensive weapons. And at some point in time, if you're in the playoffs, all the teams are there for a reason. They understand Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. Yes, Isaiah Pacheco is a bell cow, but if – if you're in the playoffs, you have a decent defense and you have a decent offense. Everybody knows that their defense, honestly, they have some weapons, but if you can shut Chris Jones down, you can make some stuff happen. Double team Chris Jones, you can run the inside or you know, the ball. Or Chris usually plays the right side. You can run right side too if you double team them. I mean, their offense, you got Rice who's a rookie who uh, big time game. You don't know what he's going to do. 
Yeah. And then and... you have Travis Kelsey. You got Marquez Valdez Scantling not being able to bring in the ball. The... They're starting he... to run him in slants, and that's garbage because he's not going to do anything with it. We don't. Let's not do a full KC offensive roster rundown, but let's just look at some of these teams that they could end up playing. You know, right now they'd be the three seed. So the three seed puts them. Uh, they'd be going against Pittsburgh if the playoffs started today. I think Pittsburgh's in a death spiral. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. Mike, you know, we got a bunch of AFC teams that are at seven and six right now. So you would think. Give me a team that you think they would go against. Well, here I'll I'll, I'll rattle them off real quick. There's there is five teams. There are six teams right now that are seven and six in the NFC or in the AFC. And I want you to tell me if you think Kansas City could beat them. So Pittsburgh to start, and I think Kansas City could beat Kansas Pittsburgh. City beats Pittsburgh. Short, quick answer. I'll hit you. Kansas City blows Pittsburgh out. It's done. Indianapolis. Toss up. I think that would be a close game. Houston. Yep. Uh, Kansas City's going to win because Tank Dell's out and Nico Collins is injured. They're kind of getting shooken up. Denver. No, they're too hot right now. Denver's taking down Kansas City. Cincinnati. Browning's looking like a Joe Burrow Jr. They're, so keeping, they're keeping afloat, surprisingly. They're keeping up, so I could see them battling it out. It's a close one with the Colts. And then Buffalo. Buffalo, when it's, I, they haven't made it very far, but it's kind of like, hey, we've been this far. This, you know, we've come this far this last they're, couple of years. Yeah, I think they're Buffalo turning it around a little out. bit. I think Buffalo would take them out. the The only, the only hard no is going to be Pittsburgh in my mind. Yeah, and maybe Texans. That's it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are going to do anything. Well, Anyways, m- moving on. Kyle, moving on, I have a do you believe? Two quick questions, nothing crazy. Kyle, can the Eagles, or do you believe that the Eagles can continue a path forward and beat good teams because they have been falling short every time? Well, we're not going to know the answer to this question until the playoffs because the their their schedule now is is soft serve ice cream the rest of the way. They've got uh, well, they're going to Seattle, so that's going to be their last big test. But Seattle's Seattle's slipping here as of late. But then they end the year with the Giants twice and the Cardinals. If they're if the Eagles are going to get right, this four stretch, this four game stretch would be the time to do it. So. Do they make a deep playoff push with what they got going on right now? No. We love it. If they if they end up the fifth seed and they play the NFC South, they'll probably beat whoever comes out of the South. And then depending on how the other matchups go, there's a good chance that they'd be the lowest seed and they'd end up going against San Fran and they're not beating San Fran. So no, they won't make a deep playoff run. Kyle, do you believe that the Lions can get their shit figured out and reel it back in? I've got some concerns. Jared Goff has been really shaky here these past few weeks. I 
I think there's I think he's there's hiding an injury that they haven't published. You watch his throws and his that ball has been a duck oh, leaving yeah. his hands. That thing is he has not been able to throw a tight spiral. I think something's up there. I'm going I think Detroit they're gonna get a home playoff game. I believe they can win one one playoff game and then they will get bounced. I'm because kinda, of, I'm, yeah, there's if just, they don't win, there's a chance that the Vikings and Packers start knocking on the door of taking the NFC North. Because if they well, don't win, Pac- and the Vikings well, and Packers win. Lions just need to win one more game to, and the Packers can't get there. And the Vikings, they don't, don't know, know what the quarterback is. They they don't know who the quarterback is. So I think the I think the division is pretty much in hand for the Lions. A lot would have to go wrong for them to not get the division. But I'm kind of I've kind of reverted back to where I was at the start of the year where they can be a uh they're not a Super Bowl contender, but they can win a playoff game. And hopefully their first their first in about 30 years and then move on and start building for next year. We'll hopefully get some element of a pass rush in. And then I got to take a little dart at you on fa- we're we're going to end that. Kyle, I got to take a little dart at you at fantasy just cuz well, you destroyed my hopes and dreams of yep. making it in our league, so I appreciate that. Correct. We love our friendship. Um, not tanking for Caleb, copy. No, not taking for Caleb. Big tanking for Caleb guy. But um, we got some stuff adjusted around, made the playoffs in two of the leagues, so that's good. You know, Bill Belichick can be my coach anytime. But, Kyle, we have a lot going on in this coming week with games. I mean, Thursday's night game is Chargers-Raiders. Um, you have Keenan Allen's out for that one. We have a bunch of Saturday games. We have three Saturday games rolling into the Sunday games with our Monday one. There's a lot of real estate going on for a lot of days in a row. Um, does one game stick out to you that you want to cover first so we can start out with it? Um, Or do you want to hit the the Thursday night game to start? I'm really overly interested in the uh, the Thursday night game. There's, there's, I do like uh, one matchup that I think is going to be interesting, and we just talked about them. It's the uh, Sunday America's Game of the Week, Dallas going to Buffalo. I think that's, I think that's got the chance to be a, a really entertaining game. Mike, we know how hot Dallas is right now. But they're actually they're a they're a road dog. Bills are favored by two and a half right now. Really? Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. And it's going to be cold up there. It will be. I don't know, Kyle. <clears throat> I if the Dallas's defense can get in Allen's head, I think they win. I think but that one hundred percent. I agree, one hundred percent. But if Allen can start getting that ball out, you know, Dalton Kincaid and, you know, Stefan and get the running game going, I think it's done there. I think if you can get two or three people going on the offense, game's over. But I, Cowboys defense is too stout, man. 
Yeah, if if Buffalo's going to have any shot of it, they they got to jump Dallas early. And James Cook, he's he's been running the ball well for the Bills as of late. They've kind and of catching. Yeah, they've kind of rediscovered like, oh hey, we can run the ball. You know, we're not just a passing only team. So, yeah, I look for that. And then yeah, King, getting Kincaid and Diggs involved. So who are you taking then? I still don't trust Josh Allen. Give me Dallas. Yeah, this is for Jose or er, uh, Jesus and Rosa. We're taking Cowboys here. Uh, game with some major playoff implications on the line in the AFC. We've got Pittsburgh traveling to Luke Soil Stadium in India in Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts favored by one and a half. I mean, I don't even need to get into depth this much. Colts are taking it. I agree. Steelers are dead. Give me the Colts. Game number three. We'll go to that Saturday night matchup, Mike. We've got Broncos traveling to Ford Field to take on the Lions. Lions, four-point favorites. Oh, man. If Jared Goff can throw a spiral, literally you brought it up earlier, and I was talking to my other buddy here that's a big Lions fan. Even Dan Campbell brought up, like, how Hendon Hooker is throwing spirals, like, such tight spirals. I'm not getting off the beaten path. But if Jared Goff can get something locked down with his throw, literally his throw lines are winning. I'm taking it if he can throw a damn football. Offensive line is banged up. Denver's defense is really strong. If the Lions can't get the run game going, they're dead. So I'm going to do it, Mike. Give me team three in the Broncos. Hold on, everybody. Kyle is from Michigan. Big Lions guy. Big Lions guy. This is how much he sets aside his feelings because he has no soul. I don't let, yeah, I don't let emotion get in the way. I mean, I'm going to be pulling like crazy for the Lions, but I just, I see a lot of problems right now and they need to show me that they are, that they are going to be a competent team moving forward. So gun to the head, you have to pick Broncos. It is for you, Kyle. I mean, this is a, what have you done for me lately business and the Broncos have won five, (laughs) six. So. And then, as much as I want to talk about the Packers and the Buccaneers, but there is one game that I am eyeballing, Kyle, because I'd like to take the fourth here. Okay. Texans versus Titans. We're got to do five. Can we do five? Yeah, that's fine. This is an this is an unusual game, but I I I think I see why you picked this game. The Titans. Not only did Mike Brable do great game management, but Will Levis and D-Hop got something going with Derrick Henry. Did they just figure something out last week? Well, did they figure something out or did the Dolphins throw up all over the earth themselves? 
I mean, the Dolphins have undefeated at home this year, so it's kind of – I'm trying to figure out why, and uh, the only reason I can see is Will Tyreek Hill was out most of the game. Even though you have Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert, you didn't get it figured out. And then back to the MVP talk, but we're not going to go down a rabbit hole. Do you think the Titans got it figured out, or or do you just think that the, the, the Dolphins just dropped the ball? Uh, I think it can be both. I think it would be Dolphins kind of overlooking the Titans. Levis seems to be getting more comfortable. Looking at this game, Houston versus Tennessee, the Titans are favored by three. The spread opened at one and a half, and it's out to Titans minus three. It doesn't make oh, any wow. sense. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm I'm just I'm, Vegas isn't in the isn't handing out free money. So give me the Titans. This is this is Vegas saying, look at I got you a dollar. You can get Texas yeah, and- plus three. It's like, shoot, sign me up. And that's how Vegas gets you. So give me the Titans. Do you, do you think it's because, like, the Tank Dell injury and stuff? I think no? that has a lot to do with it. They're starting okay. to get pretty banged up. Yeah, we love it, Kyle. And I don't even want to talk about Monday night, Eagle Seahawks. We already touched on that a little. Oh, okay. We're pulling yeah, for the Mon- Seahawks. We're, we're, America's pulling for the Seahawks here. Oh, yeah. It's my wife's team. My last game, Best game number five. jerseys in the league. They do. The- oh, dude, those jerseys were sexy the color rush jerseys hot christmas is right around the corner mike okay talk to me dog talk to me anyways moving on oh okay no we see where you're at last game of the week what do you what are you feeling here i think i think i know what it is little sunday lawrence little sunday night football that's yes just trevor lawrence banged up Get the rock to Travis Etienne, and they pull out the dub against the Ravens. And the only reason I want to say, I say Travis Etienne, Kyle, what the hell's going on with Calvin Ridley? He ain't doing it. The Ravens got, they pulled OBJ from the grave, dug him up, brought him back, shot him with a couple adrenaline shots, and he's grabbing touchdown passes now. This is a hard one to pick. I know they're in Duval County, but this is a hard one. Mike, you know nobody nobody walks into Duval County and takes a win that easily. But I gotta say, I am impressed with OBJ. He has had a nice year. He is show, you know contract year. Uh, he is having a contract year. Well, even he so, will get I mean, signed he's, again. He's been kind of bounced around, and well, this is he's on a two year deal with with uh, the Ravens. Oh, I thought it was just a one year. Well, no, he's on a two year deal. Knowledge. So. Yeah, he's halfway to a thousand. He's got five hundred and five yards, and he's he's been contributing more as of late. Um, yeah, Calvin Ridley. I'm not. There's just a plethora of weapons at Jacksonville, and I think it's just a case of spreading the wealth. I mean, in Atlanta, he was the clear number one. So for him to not have Atlanta type numbers, it's not surprising. But you know, I think a reduced workload is welcome. And that being said, Mike, I don't care what you think. Nobody, nobody walks into Duval County and takes a dub. So give me the give me Jacksonville to wrap it up for the week. Hey, I didn't say a team yet, and I am taking Jaguars too because I got too many weapons. As long as Trevor Lawrence is healthy, it's a done deal. I just wish they still had Jalen Ramsey. So there it is, folks. You heard the dead guy's thoughts, Kyle. He made it on this podcast after, you know, having half a lung. 
He's here with the flu. He loves you guys. That deserves a like, follow, and subscribe. We're accurate on everything. So could you please listen? We're going to close this week out. Bearing no injuries to Kyle next week, we will be here again. So with that being said, we hope everybody has a great weekend, week, and we will see you after week 15's game.